Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. All right, Overnight Crowders being our Monday into Tuesday show. It is that time of the week where we touch base with SENSA's Paul Bonser. He's had an absolutely massive weekend, but I won't go into the details of it. I'll let him do the talking for himself. Bonds, thanks for joining us once again. How are you doing? I'm good, Jen. How are you going? Yeah, good. Very good. Great to talk to you last night on SEN Sunday nights with myself and Damo. So lovely to chat to you two days in a row. Yeah, very. It's, I'm, I'm privileged to uh, speak to the lovely Jenny Wallace two days in a row. And Damo was good too. It was good to have a chat with Damo. Um, I met him the other week in Melbourne, so that was good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Great. I, I started my weekend calling an AFLW game. That was good fun. I bet it was. And it was a big game too because it was the grand final rematch. Um, Adelaide, obviously the storyline being... You know, the new Port Adelaide side and what would Adelaide Crows look like... Um, in their defence of their title, what did you what did you find out of the game? Obviously, Melbourne coming out the victors. Yeah, look, I, the game was moved from Norwood Oval to Glenelg Oval, so they had some temporary lighting put up because the lights at Glenelg aren't quite suitable for television. So we had a few uh, cherry pickers with extra lighting there. So uh, and it was a good crowd in too at Glenelg, but it was um, Melbourne were just a bit more fierce and a bit more. I guess they just wanted the footy a bit more and a bit more polished, and they were excellent. The Demons, and they got uh, beat the Crows by three goals. It was a convincing sort of win in the end. I thought the third quarter, Chelsea Randall looked like she started it with the real perspective of, come on, jump on, everyone, where I'm getting this done, I'm going to really get us going, which they did, Adelaide Crows, but then Melbourne were able to answer back, and I think that just showed where they're at and why they're probably sitting as, as one of the favourites alongside Brisbane Lions uh, this season, early doors. Yeah, there. well, Chelsea, Chelsea Randall has done the job on Taylor Harris uh, whenever they've played against each other, and that's where she started in the first half because the Crows were down and uh, they needed a bit of a, a lift. Uh, Maddie Clark threw Chelsea Randall into the middle and she affected the game immediately. And the Crows got back and hit the front with a couple of important touches from her, a couple of clearances. And uh, but what that did do is then let Taylor Harris um, off the off the chain a little. So she got involved. She kicked a, a beautiful goal from 45 metres off a step. Um, and Daisy Pierce kicked the goal. And whenever the Crows sort of fought back at them, the, the Demons were just too good. And and and. Uh, Got the win in the end. I was really impressed with Olivia Purcell. Uh, she had 22 disposals, three clearances. Uh, Karen Paxman was good, as she normally is. She had 24 disposals, three clearances, and kicked the goal as well. But, uh, yeah, the Ds were on at Glenelg, and they deserved the win. They were the better side. If we flick across to Port Adelaide, they came across to where I'm based, over in the west, to take on the West Coast Eagles. And for a good part of that game, I thought they were going to um, be an expansion team upset. Well, they looked good, didn't they, for the for the first three quarters. And then all of a sudden, uh, West Coast went bang, 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 bang and kicked four goals in the last quarter to uh, win the game. But... Um, the power would be, I, th- I think the power coaching staff and probably the girls themselves would be pretty pleased with their first up effort, even though they didn't get the win. Um, I like the look of Abby Dowrick. She was 
fantastic. 21 disposals and six clearances. And uh, Maria Maloney, the former Brisbane line, um, she was good as well. I like the, like the look of her. She, she goes hard at the footy. So, uh, yeah, they, they got they got a big future, the power. I'm, I'm sure they'll uh, get a win before too long. Yeah, it's going to be um, – I was really impressed with the way that they went about things. I mean, Abby Dowrick has been now this round's one of the two rising star nominees, um, which I think is yeah. thoroughly deserved and someone that I've – gone on the record as saying I think could get could be featuring in, in and around the sort of rookie of the year um, first year player type discussions come the end of end of the season so really pleased to see her seemingly have such a such a good impact straight away Swanson for the West Coast Eagles was good as she always is and yeah, yeah look I think yeah. for Port Adelaide it was just that fourth quarter well even even probably not I mean they'll look at their start uh, they didn't kick a goal until the third quarter so they just had the three behinds up to half time so there's a, immediately an area they can improve on there it still looked like um, Gemma Houghton from who's come across from Frio got a good look at many leads uh, probably a couple yeah. of times just didn't, didn't didn't mark them when she had first look at it um, but I think I think they'll be pretty competitive across the season, maybe not against your your top of sides like your Brisbane, Adelaide themselves and uh, Melbourne again. But I thought against West Coast, they pushed West Coast and, you know, yeah, I thought it was they, they can hold their heads up high from a first up battle for them. Yeah, absolutely. And they've got their first home game this Saturday. They take on the Western Bulldogs at Albertson Oval. So uh, I'm sure they'll get a big crowd there to support the girls in their very first home game. I I'd expect it to be sort of close to that 10,000 people um, packing into Albert Noble, which would be fantastic. I was going to ask that question just based on it being their first home ground. Yeah, so 10,000, that would be absolutely amazing to to have that moment and Aaron Phillips to lead out the side. I think they were the only expansion side that played away on the first round, so it'd be a good moment for them to be yeah. playing at home. So, And Adelaide Crows take on Richmond next weekend in round two. And Richmond were part of a, a low scorer, the lowest of scorers that you can have against Geelong. So an, a, a good opportunity there because Richmond, another side that probably early doors we've predicted to come in the top eight and the Crows, I think, uh, would want to go and, and get the win as, as opposed to going 0-2 at the start of the season. Yeah, um, it's been a bit of a, a bit of a trend that the Crows lose their first game of the, of the season. Um, but uh, yeah, look, they'll be around the mark. They're a very good side, um, and Hatchard was pretty good for them. Again, she probably wasted the footy a little bit, but uh, she's a superstar. And I, I, I would think that the Crows will bounce back against the Tigers, even though it's in Melbourne. Now, moving on to the Sandful. So you're completing the rest of the journey of your weekend. A huge weekend calling yeah. Sandful footy as well. A big doubleheader on Sunday. So the elimination final between Glenelg and Sturt. And Glenelg got the win by 16 points. The Glenelg backline was unbelievably good all day. And uh, the skipper Max Proud, Alex Martini, Toby Pink. Uh, Proud, Martini and Pink. It sounds like a, <laughs> some sort of cocktail. Um, but uh, they were they were very good. Um, just want to mention Andrew Bradley as well. Played his 200th game for the Tigers. And, uh, yeah, look, just a little bit off the boil. They were very good the week before when they beat top of the table, North Adelaide. But they were just a little bit off. And Glenelg played some very good football. Uh, Tom Lewis was excellent for Sturt. He had some sort of game. He had 24 disposals, 13 clearances, 14 tackles and a goal. 
but that wasn't enough to get uh, the double blues across the line. The Tigers go on, um, and uh, they will meet Norwood this week in a knockout semi-final. And the the second game was well a comprehensive victory to the Adelaide Crows. Do you say reserves or seconds? What's the way it gets termed? Uh, either. Yeah, it's basically yeah, either or. Yeah. Um, let's call them the Magoos. <laughs> uh, so in the, the Adelaide uh, second side, um, the sample side, they, they've they got limitations as to how many AFL listed players they can have. So there was a thought that maybe, you know, they couldn't play Matt Crouch, they couldn't play Jackson Haightley, um, and, and they had a few missing. But their top-up players performed very well and uh, turning the clock back was Matt Wright. Uh, is up forward. He kicked five goals. He's the captain of their sample side. Um, Brett Turner, who was taken in the mid-season draft from Glenelg to the Adelaide Crows, he had his best game for the Crows. 26 disposals, eight clearances, 16 tackles, and clearly his best performance. And um, a player who's, who's tipped to sort of make his way maybe over to Collingwood, Billy Frampton. Down back, he was at uh, Port Adelaide for a while and spent a couple of years at the Adelaide Crows. Haven't quite been able to break into the senior side, but uh, he had an excellent game down back. Took a couple, a couple of big intercept marks. Um, he's such a good user of the footy as well, and uh, had a bit of uh, a bit of fun with the crowd, having some bit of vocals <laughs> stuff with the crowd. He might have flipped the bird as well. So that's big news here in Adelaide. Uh-oh. So. Uh, uh, um, but so he had a bit of fun as well, but it was good to see. But, but yeah, Crows far too good, and no one really expected them to win by the margin. They did end up winning by fifty-five points. So who do they go on to face next week? They will play North Adelaide. So North Adelaide had the week off, so this will be uh, top playing second, and that's the second game. So another double header this Sunday. Uh, Glenelg play Norwood at twelve fifteen, and then uh, North Adelaide take on the Adelaide Crows at three fifteen. At both at the Adelaide Over and both broadcast on SENSA. Excellent work. Any predictions or are you trying to stay as neutral as you can for the call? Um, no, I don't mind tipping. Um, I, <laughs> I'm going to go for I think North Adelaide have been the best side all year, so I'll tip them to, to go straight through to the grand final. Um, and I think Glenelg will beat Norwood. I think Norwood went out in straight sets last year, so there's a bit of pressure on the red legs. And I think Glenelg just got a little bit of their mojo back, so they might uh, they might beat Norwood on uh, on Sunday. Brilliant work. Now across to cricket because there's some cricket news happening around these days. Obviously, the BBL draft um, was completed on Sunday night, so the Adelaide Strikers using their retention pick. No surprise to keep Rashid Khan. You must be stoked that he's going to be back playing for the Strikers. Uh, he was never going anywhere, Jen. I think everyone <laughs> knew that. Uh, Dizzy is in love with him, and he's in love with Dizzy. So there's, uh, he was never going anywhere rash, and he loves Adelaide, and the fans love him. So, uh, yes, that was uh, no problems whatsoever. But I, they've put together a pretty strong batting lineup. Um, they got Chris Lynn, who had a pretty good uh, T20 tournament in England. And it didn't really get any, I guess, bites here in Adelaide, in Australia from other PBL teams. But he had a, performed pretty well in England. And then Jason Gillespie gave him a call. And so they snapped up Chris Lynn. They picked up Adam Hose from uh, England as well, who uh, played a bit of grade cricket here for Tea Tree Gully in Kensington a few years ago. 
Um, and he's had a, a pretty successful time in the last couple of years in England. Uh, Colin de Gronholm, de Gronholm, we just hope he gets his night going before he gets here as well. So uh, you look at that batting line, they're going to have Travis Head, Alex Carey, Chris Lynn, Adam Hose, de Gronholm, uh, Jake Weatherald. It's a, it's a pretty strong batting lineup the strikers have put together. So, um, yeah, looking forward to the BBL when it gets underway. Well, there was a few names that obviously didn't get selected as platinum, as it seems like. And I think rightly so, the teams went with players that A, they've either had before or B, they could get for a maximum amount of the time for the BBL. So I thought maybe a bit of the gloss of the the idea of the big draft, uh, you know, first pick and all that sort of stuff was maybe lost, but at the same time, some some clever strategy put in place as well, I think. Do you think, uh, Jen, do you think, like Jared Waitley said this morning, do you think that uh, Cricket Australia got a little bit of egg on their face using FAF and, uh, Faf and uh, mm. Dre Rush as their, I guess, marketing tools for the for the draft and neither of you got picked up because they're too expensive and won't, and won't be there for the whole tournament? Yeah, I, I, a little bit, yes, because... Uh, yeah, that was always the the fear leading in was like, oh, are you really going to grab those players at that extent of your salary cap that you've then got to try and replace within your squad anyway? And, yeah. um, you know, the idea of of picking up, like you look at the Hurricanes who've just become little Pakistan, haven't they, by um, Ricky Ponting's strategy of going there. And, and not a bad idea to bring in three. So there's immediately sustainability and friendship in a sense there that comes through. So I don't know. I, I I can I see yeah cricket Australia just going oh oops but at the end of the day they've probably yep. paid paid some marketing dosh to those people who and now in the in the way of T twenty my my theory is it's all a business I don't think there's any offence or anything like that it's like well I'll go and get money at the UAE one I'll go to the South African one right. which is lined with IPL I'll go to the IPL if you pick me up so be it there's a little bit of extra coin and I'll play really well for my three to five games or do what I do my very best but. Yeah, it's very much just my manager will deal with it. I feel like it's a little bit less personal these days. Yeah, I, I did enjoy the draft on the mm. TV. I did enjoy watching it. It was uh, it was interesting to watch to see who was going where um, and added a little bit, I, I guess, to the tournament. So it's a good start to the BBL season, I it think. A good interest, yeah. Um, but maybe maybe we should see the same thing with the women as well. I, I, I was a bit sort of, I, I guess that was always in the back of my mind watching it well, why shouldn't we have a draft for the women as well? Well, the, and that would be interesting because at the moment, the majority of the time there's an open window for the WBBL. And I think even moving forward into the future um, games program that gets released, it is going to be a window. So you would then get the best of the best. If they nominate, you know you can get them. That would be exciting, um, I mm. think, from that same perspective, that unfortunately the men just aren't going to be able to do. And the same thing with the fact that, you know, it was an interna- international draft when you think like people were like, I would go Glenn Maxwell number one. So there's even still an element to involve yeah. our own homegrown in a, in a draft and really excited in another way. If we stick with cricket bonds just very quickly, Amanda Jade Wellington, one of your uh, very good products out of South Australia, just spinning webs over in the hundred. Yes, and I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, Amanda Jade, always have been, and I've made a bit of a statement when Alana King got picked in the Australian side ahead of her. And uh, I, I, yeah, she, she's a fantastic human being and a fantastic cricketer. She is leading the, she's the leading wicket taker in the 100. She's taken 11 wickets in five games. Um, and her team, the Southern Braves, are, are undefeated, sitting on top. So she's flying over there and having a great time. 
She seems to be absolutely loving life playing under um, Charlotte Edwards, who she has yeah. had many a relationship with through the strikers in the past. I know Lottie Edwards now across with the Sydney Sixers, but yeah, seems very comfortable. Wello, and when she's comfortable in a team and backed to to bowl with some flight and some some real revs on the ball, she does perform. And the Southern Brave, they they look. I think they need one more win, and they'll secure straight through to um, the grand final and not have to play in the semis. Yeah, so uh, yeah, well done to Amanda Jaden. Um, hopefully, hopefully she can come back and carry that form on with the Adelaide Strikers. Well, here's what you're hoping, and for the South Aussie Scorpions, I suppose as well. Bonds, great to chat to you. You've had a huge week, and I really appreciate you giving it one more day to speak with us here on the Overnight Crowd. Any time, my friend. <laughs> and uh, yes. Uh, Hopefully, we'll catch up very soon. Absolutely. Great to speak to Bonds from SENSA. Don't forget, you can catch his work not only across the AFLW on Women's Footy AFL Nation and as well, of course, on the Sandful across on SENSA. So make sure you've got the app and you can tune in to our very own overnight crowd as Bonds as well. We'll always claim him. Time for your calls and your texts on the other side of this. You're on the overnight crowd with Jen Wallace. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.